Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. And boy, the stories have been flying. Uh, the economy has been just in total chaos. We don't know from day to day what's going on. And we keep talking to entrepreneurs and experts about how people are dealing with this economy. And so critical to our show is our weekly segment with Mark Furman from Tarla Breedhart and Rogers, in which he discusses entrepreneurship and the law. Welcome back, Mark. Hey, Jeffrey. How are you? Good, Great thank to be you. with you. Great to be with you, Mark. Love seeing you. Mark, I don't even know if you can figure out always what to talk about from week to week or day to day. Well, um, there's always something in the, in the news. And, uh, but uh, what I wanted to talk today about is uh, the First Amendment, uh, which guarantees uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, um, gives the right to petition the government. And uh, an issue that's out there is if you complain to the government about something, should you be able to be sued for it? Um, you know, a business person has a, uh, an issue with a competitor. Uh, can they uh, petition the government about it or uh, and, and can that competitor sue them? And if so, what they can they sue them for? So everybody's, I start with the premise, everybody's got a right to petition the government, but you have this question, what if their uh, petition is in bad faith? What if uh, there's an ulterior purpose behind it? Um, you know, what if it's the, what they're claiming in the petition is false? Where's the line between the constitutional protection for petitioning the government and uh, you know, protecting the rights of the party who is being accused? Um, so I would say the law is, as in many cases, inconsistent and in a state of constant flux and evolution. Um, but one of the developments uh, over the last few decades is there was an antitrust case um, that, uh, um, that went to the Supreme Court and the uh, Supreme Court decided that uh, parties cannot be liable for petitioning the government uh, except in uh, very limited circumstances. So um, in order to be liable, your, uh, um, your petition to the government must be what's called a sham. And a sham is uh, litigation, say, or activity which is objectively baseless. So if it's not objectively baseless, you're done, you're protected, you're immunized. You don't go to the question of what is the intent behind the petitioning activity? So, um, so what's, what's uh, so should that be the rule that should be throughout the law? that if you have uh, 
a claim, a petition that is not objectively baseless should you have immunity. In other words, if there's a good faith basis for the claim, even if your intent is malevolent, um, you know, should it matter? And uh, uh, in that particular case, in the antitrust context, the United States Supreme Court held that uh, intent is irrelevant as long as it's not uh, objectively baseless. So it's a nice bright line standard. Uh, you know, judges can look at whether a uh, claim on the merits has a legitimate basis or not, or whether it's just nonsense and baseless. And uh, you don't get into what's in the hearts and minds of, of uh, the party petitioning the government. So um, courts have taken that antitrust case uh, and applied it all sorts of petitioning activity. And uh, it's, uh, and it's being decided uh, from state to state and it's being decided in uh, different ways. So some states say, well, that's just an antitrust case. And other states say, well, there's no difference between petitioning the government in an antitrust context uh, as opposed to petitioning the government in some other context. And people, including business people, businesses and business owners, have the same right to petition as, as individual uh, parties. So what do you think, Jeff? Wonder what listeners think. Should you get, if, if you have a legitimate basis, looking at it just objectively, should, you, should there be circumstances that you're liable for petitioning activity or not? The whole thing around good faith makes me think about proving it and what the cost is of proving it. Again, uh, I've had this discussion with other people and just, you know, when you're a small business, as you know, the cost of litigation or even the pursuit of inquiry can, can be an immense distraction uh, to a small business. And, you know, I don't think it's ever a, 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 a flat playing, an equal playing field because big businesses can last a lot longer. And, uh, you know, that's a problem. I mean, I, I know somebody who used to tell me a story about an ex-president who he did business with. And he used to say there were two types of deals with that president. One where you made a contract and he broke it. And then two, when you didn't make a contract and he broke it. And he said, and when you broke, when he broke it, he used to say, We'll go to court and I'll just outlast you. So it's tough, you know, and I've mentioned this before. In some countries, there is sort of recourse around these big companies being able to take advantage in lawsuits. So it's it that's really my concern, Mark. It's really how many avenues do small businesses have? And I see a lot of inappropriate behavior in business, you know, it's it happens all the time. So there's my that's my question back. It's you know. Are there easier routes for small businesses? Yeah. Um, well, that's 
that's the problem. I mean, people, when they got a complaint, they think they can go to the government and they're, they don't expect to be sued. But if you're talking about small businesses, I mean, one of the major inconveniences is the expense is enormous of defending. I mean, I think that's what you're yeah. alluding to. And the playing field is never level in the sense that, uh, you know, unless the uh, Amazon was fighting with Apple, uh, or you're talking about mega companies like that, you know, for the average entrepreneur, uh, you know, defending a case really can pose an existential threat to the business. So the advantage of an objective standard where if it's objectively not frivolous is that uh, it's an opportunity to uh, discourage suits against smaller parties and potentially provide through the legal process uh, uh, expedited consideration that may dispose of the case without waiting for trial and going through all the expense of discovery. Now, the counter argument is that when a, that uh, business uh, or business owner or both get sued, if they can't be sued, are you depriving the party that sues them of their right to petition the government? Because they have a First Amendment right as well. So how do you balance these rights to petition? Um, and uh, and I think that's what the courts are grappling with. And uh, I'm glad and they are. I'm glad they are. And I think it's hard for attorneys, too. I mean, you've got to pick an attorney that you can afford and you want to make sure that you can pay your attorney and attorneys can't take cases where they can't get paid. It's a tough bind all the way around. I think it's a great subject. And, you know, hopefully you can bring it up again. We are speaking with Mark Furman, Tarla Breedhart and Rogers, Entrepreneurship and the Law is the segment. Mark, if someone's looking for you and want to understand how to navigate these very difficult situations, how would they find you? I can be reached at 617-218-2025. That's my direct line. Or at M Furman, F-U-R-M-A-N at tbhr-law.com. That's great. And remind everybody, this is Radio Entrepreneurs, and we'll see Mark next week back again.